So I'm the regulatory closer. I'm going to shorten my presentation, and I hope you're all still awake. Are we? All right, good. So um, Affordable Care Act, definitely a red flag. Why? Because it's still new for all of us. So um, as I'm sure that um, all of you have completed your 1095C distributions to your talent team, um, and we're now in the phase of the 1094C. So what I wanted to highlight for you here is that for all of us as employers who have 250 reports or forms or less, we're asked to do a manual filing this month in May, uh, which requires the form and all of the 1095s to be submitted. So those of us with 250 or more have the luxury of an electronic filing. Although I'm told by, by our broker that there's have been a lot of difficulty with the electronic filing. So my advice to you all is to check on that um, with your own service if you're using one to be sure that it's done correctly. Because the obligation is ours to be sure that the forms are in the IRS uh, hands. Secondly, uh, the penalty phase uh, has begun, I guess we would say, um, and it, the ACA exchanges, both the, the state and federal, may now begin sending penalty notices to employers who did not offer uh, coverage or whose coverage was not affordable. What that is supposed to do is to give us uh, the opportunity to respond or challenge if the information is incorrect from our perspective. So we need to be aware that that is possible to happen now in 2016 for last year's forms. I am told by our broker that it is likely that the, ex the, that the Massachusetts exchange is not ready to send out these penalty notices and may not be. Again, may not be. Um, the, the second point of that is the IRS does not need to wait for the exchanges to uh, file penalties or, or uh, charge us with fees. As these forms come in and they do their true ups with our employees to our own 1094, uh, we uh, may see penalties issued directly. So I just want to bring that to your attention so that, that that's in the forefront for you. Another point, uh, for those employers who are on the borderline of having uh, full-time plus uh, full-time equivalents of 50 or more, the definition remains the same uh, for 2016, and the calculation is based on your 2015 data as to whether or not you need to report. Now, may, I hope you're all aware of that. States have the option to make um, changes to that definition, and Massachusetts has not done that. We've started to see um, challenges to the ACA legislation, no surprise to any of us. Um, and so there are a couple of federal cases that I just wanted to point out to you. Um, first, the states are beginning to challenge the fact that um, the state-sponsored plans also must pay fees. Um, and, and so there's a group of six states led by the state of Texas, uh, filing suit against Secretary Burwell um, uh, in the federal government to uh, um, say that this is unconstitutional. So this is, these cases are just beginning to be reviewed, but I wanted to highlight them for you. The one that matters more to us as employers is the second case. Do we all know Dave and Busters? If you have boys, you do, I do. Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time there when my boys were little. 
um, a group of employees, former employees of, of Dave and Buster's, have decided to uh, challenge um, the, the decision on the part of the restaurant chain to reduce hours under 30 in a week. Um, and have said that this making them benefit ineligible um, is wrong. And so the basis for this case is the ERISA legislation that um, was put out on 401k that uh, employees should not be denied benefits. So it'll be interesting to see what happens because Dave and Buster's made a business decision to reduce hours of a group of employees and that's now being presented allegedly as um, avoiding benefits. So we'll, we'll pay attention to that as time goes on. What's coming next? the Cadillac tax, the luxury tax for those plans that are considered rich plans um, is still out there, although it has been delayed for an additional two years until 2020. And there are active eff efforts in Congress to repeal that. I'm sure we all have opinions about that and is it likely to happen or not. Why do I put it, point it out is that as employers, we need to keep that in mind as we make plan offering changes and decisions on our plans. It may never happen, but we still uh, officially have it on the books. So what's coming next? The 2016 elections, of course. And I bet if I asked every one of you, you would have an opinion about how this will impact the ACA landscape. It is, it is likely to change but it is not likely to change in 2016, which is where we are right now, because we all know that the White House and the Congress uh, changes won't happen until 2017. So we are stuck with where we are right now with ACA for the rest of 2016. Um, and so we should not assume any changes will impact us and to keep going along the lines we are now. So you can count on us at, at AFCPAs to keep you um, abreast of any changes we hear about and, and send out reports of alerts your way. 